Hello and welcome to Tea and Chat, the British English podcast that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. Hello and welcome to today's episode. Today we will be talking about the news story of the month. And as you're listening to this episode, I'm probably enjoying myself on holiday um, up in Toronto, actually. So not very far from where I live. If you don't already know, I do live in Canada. But I'm taking a few days right now to kind of relax, sit back, enjoy Toronto. (laughs) Um, And I hope that you too are sitting back and relaxing while you are listening to this episode today. How was your week? Let me know. Um, Honestly, I didn't have the best week. If you saw my Instagram, I did manage to sprain my ankle. How did I do that, you ask? Well, it was quite simple. I was just wearing flip-flops and apparently, if you wear flip-flops, you are much more likely to sprain your ankle. So keep that in mind this summer when you just want to slip on your flip-flops. If you are walking on any uneven surface, there is probably a high chance that you could indeed also sprain your ankle. But it's okay, it's healing now. It's already been a couple days and I can walk with a limp, so I'm going to take that as progress. (laughs) So what is the story of the month today? Well, it's a story that I've been discussing with a lot of my students. Um, I should specify a news story. If I just say story, it sounds like fiction, but no, it's very, very real. And it is about the protests that are currently happening in Hong Kong. If you're someone that reads the news, maybe also if you watch the news, but I know particularly online, I've seen many articles regarding this topic, then you may have already seen something about these protests in Hong Kong. However, you might not have any idea what is going on, what it means, it's all a little bit confusing, it's something that's happening all the way in Asia, maybe you live in Europe, maybe you live in South America, so it's not something that you have any idea about, not something that you've heard about before. Yeah, don't worry, I understand that's perfectly normal, it's difficult to know what is happening all around the world at any given moment, so... I also didn't know much about Hong Kong. Um, I still don't know a lot about Hong Kong. I am learning all the time. I am looking at news articles online, but the best way that I learn things is by my students. So while I am teaching them English, of course, I will also ask my students, what is happening in your country at the moment? Let me know a little bit more about your country. So I did have a couple students from Hong Kong who kind of brought some awareness to me for the first time about what was really going on there. Um, I still didn't have much information and even now, like I said, I am still learning. Um, I've just received little snippets of information and I find it really, really fascinating to learn about what is happening around the world, what are the big news stories and most importantly, you know, how important these things are and they can easily go ignored. So in today's episode, I will be talking specifically about this protest, but moreover, I will be talking about protests in general. So I wonder, what do you think of protests? 
protesters or protesting. Have you ever been to a protest? Have you ever been to a rally? Is there something that you felt really, really, really passionate about and you just wanted to get your voice heard? Maybe you disagreed with something that the government in your country is doing and you really, really felt that you yourself had a very strong point that you wanted to get across. Maybe you went out in the street and did protest or maybe you were afraid to do that or maybe you think that protesting is silly or ridiculous. You know, we all have our different opinions. So I'm going to kind of discuss those a bit more today. And everyone's opinion is valid. Keep that in mind. Also, keep in mind, um, although I will be talking about these really complex topics, I do suggest that you look online for more information, especially regarding these Hong Kong protests. As you know, I'm from the UK, I'm living in Canada. So I just know a little bit here from the news, a little bit here from my students. So I really would love if you would take the time also to maybe look up a few articles regarding this to find maybe more details information. So Hong Kong, what do you know about Hong Kong? Well, like I said, I knew next to nothing last year this time. So I've definitely learned a bit myself. Um, where is Hong Kong, do you know? Well, Hong Kong is technically located inside China. Uh, it's a little bit controversial, just like with Taiwan, which also has a very complex relationship with China. Um, but Hong Kong used to be a British colony. Um, British colonies, that's an interesting topic, not something that you would normally hear a British person talk about, and that's for a few reasons. First of all, we don't really learn about British colonies or British rule or what really constituted the United Kingdom or what countries really constitute the Commonwealth. Actually, we have something called the Commonwealth Games, don't know if you've heard of it, maybe look that up. Um, it's uh, kind of like the Olympics in some ways where um, the countries that are part of the Commonwealth get together to play some sports just to show that there is still a very friendly and good relationship between these countries. Honestly, I'm surprised that the Commonwealth Games um, is still happening. I don't know if it's popular. I never hear about it. I never saw it on TV. So we don't learn much about British colonial rule in our history classes in school. Um, I probably know very little about it. But anyways, back to the topic. Hong Kong used to be um, a British colony for about 100 years and they stopped being a British colony in 1997. They became a British colony because in the 1800s, uh, Britain was fighting with China and they won. So they took this piece of land that was Hong Kong. At the time, Hong Kong was kind of like just dirt land, wasteland. Maybe not to that full extent, but there definitely wasn't much in Hong Kong at the beginning of the British colonial rule. And it looked nothing like it does today. If you look at Hong Kong today, it's a bustling, bustling uh, region. And there are so many high rise buildings. They probably have a very large financial district, things like that. And it also has quite a large population. Um, Hong Kong does have other problems because of this, such as uh, struggling with a housing crisis. Um, so most people, live in small apartments, small flats, 
but um, it's very difficult to even get yourself something like this in Hong Kong at the moment because of the increase in population. So there is a lot more to this story, but this protest which took place um, in the previous month um, was due to one specific thing and it was related to an extradition bill which would allow people who China deemed to be criminals to be removed from Hong Kong and placed in China. Now, if they are taken from Hong Kong and moved to China, they are kind of likely to perhaps never be returned to Hong Kong. They might be forced or imprisoned in China. China can kind of decide that they think anyone can be a criminal. So I don't think they have to go through some lengthy trial. I think it just makes it a lot easier for China to decide who they think is a criminal and who they can remove. So for example, pro-democracy activists, they are very likely to take these people um, and imprison them so that they stop talking about these things in public and encouraging others. I believe this has already been done. There have been a few cases where pro-democracy activists have gone mysteriously missing. And there's also been a big story a couple, a few years ago now, um, where there was an abduction of some booksellers. And why booksellers? You know, what is a guy who owns a bookshop doing that is so wrong? Well, they were selling books that basically just said some negative things about China or just didn't agree with China's policies. So China didn't like that. They closed down this bookstore. They took the bookshop owners and took them to China um, where they were later captured, I believe, being recorded and apologizing for their actions. But I don't know if they were ever released back to Hong Kong. So in 2014, we had the first umbrella movement um, taking place in Hong Kong. And this was for a different event. It was to kind of prevent China's influence over their politics. Um, it's all very related and all very vague. But when people are protesting, despite these single events that kind of spark the initial anger or the initial flame within their, their heart to get them outside, to get them pumping, well, of course, there is this initial event that is getting them going, but it's a lot more complex than that. People are angry at lots of different things that are currently happening in their country. And so while they may be protesting for this one particular change that has happened or is about to happen, they are also protesting for their rights and freedoms in other areas of their lives. So like I said, Hong Kong was a British colony up until 1997. So... It has been given back to China since this time, um, but it is operating under a one country, two systems rule, which means that they are able to keep their democracy uh, that they were given originally by the British. However, this does have an expiry date, and that's where it gets a bit complicated. The expiry date of this one country, two systems rule is in 2047. So that sounds like quite a while away, first of all, 2047, you know, I'll be a old lady by that time. So you think, well, that that sucks maybe for them and I would be annoyed, but it's it's a while away, so why why are they protesting already? 
Well, the problem is that China is not waiting until 2047 to make some changes to make it a communist territory. They have already, of course, tried to exert their influence in many ways, a couple that I have already mentioned. Now, while Hong Kong is a democracy, they don't vote for their leaders. They don't have a president. They don't have a prime minister. They have a chief executive who is selected by a small committee that is then approved by China. So as you can probably already tell, it's definitely uh, quite unique, quite complicated. But the population of Hong Kong are mostly angry because China has kind of started its plan a little bit too early. Well, don't we think that it's perhaps a bit fruitless that these people are protesting? I mean, there is already an end date. What can they do to prevent this end date, 2047? Well, honestly, I'm not sure if there is anything that they can do. Um, This is something that I don't have much information on. And it does sound uh, a little bit strange because it seems that no matter how much they protest, there is this date, there is this year, 2047, where China will be able to take over Hong Kong and completely rule it and make it have the same policies as mainland China. But although their protests may seem a little bit fruitless from this perspective, I don't want to say that they are useless or that they are a waste of time because in my opinion, protests are completely the opposite of that. And although this one is a little bit complicated and I don't know the full extent of it, there have been many cases in history where protests have made a change and they have brought about change and brought about something good in the country. So I have spoken to people who don't really see the point of protesting. They think that it's a waste of time. Maybe it's an inconvenience. You know, if some roads are closed and you want to get home from work, but there are a bunch of people protesting or the buses have stopped running because the workers are on strike. Um, if some, if some workers are on strike, it's a little bit of a different situation, but it's probably more common. You might see some teachers going on strike, some doctors going on strike, some drivers, bus drivers going on strike. And that means that they uh, are refusing to work because they don't feel like they are getting paid enough. That is normally the situation or perhaps they are not getting the right benefits. So some people just feel like protesting, it's useless, it's a waste of time, these people are annoying, why are they even bothering? I think that's a really sad way to look at it, really pessimistic as well. And I'm not sure if these people are also the same people who would vote, because I feel like the people who vote for the country are the people who are really interested in what is going on in the country, and they really believe that as people we can bring about change. Voting is a privilege and it is something that we should take advantage of. And I encourage each and every one of you to go out and vote in your country, wherever it is, even if you feel like it's kind of worthless in some ways or you you don't really truly believe that it will bring about change. Voting is a privilege, so please do take advantage of that and don't ever just vote for whoever your brother or mother or friend is voting for. Please make sure to do your research thoroughly and come up with your own opinion at the end of the day whatever your opinion is is your opinion that's fine I respect it but as long as it's yours and not your neighbors that's the best advice that I can give for you so I want to go over a few examples where protesting has really brought about change we have a couple recent examples to start off with we have something called the extinction rebellion 
And uh, you might want to Google this, this if you haven't heard of it, the Extinction Rebellion. If I look this up, the definition of the Extinction Rebellion, why it has taken place, they say it is uh, non-violent resistance to protect against climate breakdown, biodiversity loss, and the risk of human extinction and ecological collapse. Um, but yeah, I think the main purpose behind that is just kind of to reduce the effects of climate change and really just to bring about some uh, attention to this and awareness to this from the government, from the people at large. And I think people can get quite tired of seeing environmentalists protesting like this if it's not something that is interesting to you. Um, of course, it is something, if you don't know, that is really interesting to me, but I res totally respect if it is not to you. When they see these people protesting like this, it can be quite tiresome. We also have some similar protest um, with a young girl who started it called Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg from Sweden, who is behind the movement of uh, striking for climate change, school striking for, for climate change. So lots of school kids have stopped going to school to bring about some awareness for climate change. That's definitely very controversial, but that is kind of what is happening at the moment. Now, this Extinction Rebellion, it's something that's happened this year and already has brought about some change. So we have things like uh, countries declaring a climate emergency. This has taken place in a few different countries now, including the United Kingdom and Canada, where the countries have claimed a climate emergency. Well, what does that mean? Honestly, I'm not sure at this time because it's very early days. I'm not sure uh, what that exactly will bring about change, but it shows at least that the government is bringing some attention to this and some awareness to this. Um, you might want to type in climate emergency in Google to see what comes up. Um, but aside from that, there have been some other smaller things such as countries banning single-use plastic. I say smaller things, but it's a pretty big deal. So the EU has voted to ban single-use plastics by the year 2021, and Canada the same, to ban single-use plastics by 2021. So that's really, really good. That means that we reduce the use of things like plastic straws, cotton buds, um, drink stirrers, if you go to Starbucks, for example, plastic plates, plastic cutlery. Um, these are just a few different examples. I hope polystyrene is under that list because polystyrene is pretty terrible but I'm sure it will be um so yeah that has been already bringing about some change that's really good another really big event is the impeachment of the president of Korea between 2016 to 2017 I didn't hear about this originally in the news but I did hear about this from my students and this was a really, really, really big news story and uh, something very, very interesting that, again, you might want to look up where there was a very big problem <laughs> with the president at this time. And I know that matter specifically is way too complicated for me to explain. But essentially, Korea succeeded in getting rid of their president who they didn't like, where hundreds of thousands of people took to the streets in a kind of candlelight ceremony to protest against this president. Very, very powerful. If you look at some videos on YouTube, it's amazing to see so many people come together with the same opinion, with the same view, with the same beliefs, and the same fire uh, in their heart, 
and really just wanted to bring about some positive change to their country and to the citizens of the country, to the community as a whole. If we go back in time now, uh, I'll give you a couple more examples that you probably have heard of, much more likely since they are much older examples. We have the suffragette movement, where we had the suffragettes, a group of women who helped to bring about the vote for women. That's a very pivotal moment in our history, um, something that I think everybody knows about, something that we can't forget. And I say that, but of course there are still some countries in the world where women don't actually have all the same rights as we would expect in the 21st century. But um, at least for the majority of the countries, this really did help women to get their voice heard and to get that vote. You also have a famous incident of Rosa Parks. I heard a lot about Rosa Parks in school growing up. We learned a lot about her and what she did. I don't know if you've ever heard of Rosa Parks. You might have briefly or you just forgot. But Rosa Parks is the lady of colour who was sat on the bus in America and refused to give up her seat. This is a bit of a different protest because it just really involved that one person at the time, but it still counts as a protest. And uh, she really did help to bring about change so that seats weren't assigned specifically to white people or to people of color. So again, if you really, really believe in something, you can make such a powerful change. And I just think it's amazing. So don't always feel disheartened when you know things don't always work out because there have been many examples of protests where nothing changed and sadly that is the truth but you know just thinking about these these times when things have changed and if you really really believe in something and you really want to bring about some positive change then i i really do encourage you to go out and get your voice heard <laughs> anyways that's it for today's podcast it was definitely a very heavy one um, which is funny since, like I said, I'm probably trying to relax right now. Uh, I also spoke a lot quite fast, I think. Um, so well done if you were able to keep up. Well done if you caught any of the new vocabulary. Remember, if you need transcripts to help you or you just want to look over the transcript and check if you heard me correctly, then you can find those transcripts on my website at www.britishenglishtutor.com podcast. And just navigate your way around there and you should find the transcripts. I do try to get the transcripts up as frequently as possible. Sometimes the transcripts are released about a week up to a week after the podcast episode is released. So I am sorry for that, but I do try and get them up as fast as possible. And really, yeah, that's it from me today for this episode. Already season one is going by so fast. We are over halfway and soon we will be approaching the end of season one. But I hope that you guys are really enjoying Tea and Chat. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for next week where we start our podcast episodes for the month of July. I hope you guys have a lovely weekend and goodbye from me.